Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Second Take Podcast. My name is Calvin Williams. I'm here with my co-host, Marco Rogers, and today we have a special guest, uh, Teague Dillaway-Brader, our special NFL analyst. Teague, can you say hi? Yes, sir. You already know it's me, Teague. Hello. Yep, that's him right there. Um, Today we're going to get started off with some, uh, we're going to name a couple of breakout players or maybe some players that might have a good game for this week. Then we're going to go on to our underdog predictions, you already know. And then finally, we're going to, or not finally, then we're going to do our college football predictions. Uh, We'll move on to our fantasy football segment because NFL started this weekend. This week, uh, there was Thursday Night Football last night. And then we'll finish it off with a couple NFL games predictions, and that'll be it. Um, Let's get right into it. Um, So, Marco, who is your breakout player for this week in college football? Uh, So, my breakout player is in the Iowa-Iowa State game. It's Tyler Goodson, the running back for Iowa. He had 100 yards, one touchdown last week. Iowa State, I mean, the run defense is not, like, that good. And I think I was going to be running the ball a lot, just a lot of runs up the middle. And I think he could have over 120 yards and two touchdowns or more this game. Yeah, and if you don't mind if I butt in, um, I think I was just going to, like, I think I was going to try to pound the rock a little bit because of how well their defense played. I think they're going to have to rely on that a little bit um, if they want to win that game. I think they're going to have to rely on their defense a little bit, and they're going to have to get a couple touchdowns on offense. But if their defense plays well, I think they're going to win that game. But that's not this segment. Um, so my breakout player for this week is going to be Chris Olave. Uh, the I believe he's a junior senior at um, Ohio State. Uh, they're playing the Oregon Ducks this week. Um, very exciting defense. I think Kayvon Thibodeau is back. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, he is, I believe. Yeah, so Kayvon is back this week. So that'll be tough for uh, Chris Olave and the Buckeyes offense. But this dude is so good. I think potentially he's a top – he's definitely a top three wide receiver in the country right now. Uh, potentially a Heisman candidate if he keeps playing as well as he is. Yeah, definitely. I, I completely agree. Um, Next we're going to get on to our underdog predictions. So it, this one's hard for me. So – Um, Sorry about that. Quick, Mike, cut off. I can do it if you want. I can do mine first. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I, uh, Marco, you can start off. This might have been your choice. If you aren't aware, it's either um over 30 points in spread line or a top 15 team losing to an unranked team. So my prediction is probably the obvious one. I got Arkansas beating Texas. I mean, Arkansas is a Power 5 SEC team. I mean, similar to Virginia Tech versus North Carolina last week. It's really, like, not a bad team in Arkansas. And Texas, I mean, once in a while, they just play bad. Well, actually, not once in a while, like, every year. But I think Arkansas can win this game pretty easily. I mean, Texas is only favored by 7, but they are a top 15 team, so. Yeah, I don't mind that pick at all. Um, I'm gonna actually go with the um, the Colorado Boulder or Buffaloes to beat the beat a Texas number five in the country, Texas A&M. Uh, I know Texas A&M very solid team. Um, but some Colorado like past couple of years they've actually been pretty good. Uh, if they can um play that solid air attack that they're known for, uh, I think they have a chance at beating Texas A&M. Teague, do you have an underdog, or do you want us to keep going? Now, you guys might be skeptical about this, but I think maybe 
You saw Oklahoma almost lose last week, so I think maybe they could almost lose this week again. And if uh, West Carolina could maybe take this away, that would be awesome. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. would be pretty terrific. <laughs> but I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's gonna happen. But I mean, I I like the boldness. Yeah, definitely. Um. All right, let's get into um. College football predictions. Uh, Marco, what game do you want to start out with? Uh, let's start out with uh the well. Currently, Coastal Carolina is being Kansas. They're it's actually their first game, their first home game against a Power Five team. So big for them. Oh, yeah, the first game I want to start out with is I'm gonna go with Washington versus Michigan. We're all Michigan fans. Um, my prediction is Michigan's gonna win this game by like anywhere from seven to seventeen points. I think Michigan's gonna win, but I don't think they're gonna completely blow them out. Yeah, T, you got anything to say about this game? I agree with Marco. I mean, I've got to go with my favorite team, so I th- I think Michigan's going to win by around seven. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Um, I'm going to go with Michigan for this game. Uh, I think uh, Washington's definitely got a pretty solid team, but um, they did Michi- lose and Michigan's, like, mediocre. Yeah, they did lose to Montana, but, I mean, it's first game of season. Can't really judge them that much, you know? Um. But I think I'm going to say um, Michigan by uh, 14, actually. Uh, Michigan is a pretty mediocre team, but I think we'll pull this out. Yeah, and also uh, Washington, like it's not like their defense even played bad against Montana. They really only allowed six points, even though they lost 13-7. One of them was like a pick, and Montana started with the ball at the seven-yard line. So like their defense wasn't bad. It was just their offense did absolutely nothing. So I think this is going to be pretty low scoring. I think Michigan's going to score anywhere from 20 to 30 points, and Washington's going to score 10 to 20. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, all right. Next game. Uh, what's our next game? Let's do – Um, let's just do the Ohio State versus Oregon game. This is probably the best game of the week. Actually, probably second. No, no, no. Let's save that one for uh, do a couple of games before that. I don't want to do that one. Oh, okay. Uh, what's a good game? Uh, I guess we'll do. Oh, right. Notre Dame versus Toledo. Toledo is a very underrated team, one of the best teams in the MAC. Notre Dame had some serious trouble with Florida State last week. I could see this being a single a single digit win for. Notre Dame, and possibly even a loss. I almost picked this as my underdog prediction. But I think Notre Dame's going to pull it off, but it could be under seven points. Yeah, and the thing is, um, we don't really know for Notre Dame. Um, Not a very impressive performance last week from the Fighting Irish. Um, Losing Ian Book was definitely a tough loss for them. Um. Florida State played them really close. I do think that they're going to win this game, but Toledo Rockets might play them close, but I think Notre Dame is probably going to win it pretty solidly. What about you, T? Yeah, well, like Marco said earlier, Toledo is a really underrated team, and I think for Notre Dame, I think they're still going to like grind out this game and get the win, but it could be rough, and it could be a close-scoring game. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's, so what's our next game? Uh, okay, we're going to go with one not very popular among other people. I doubt – actually, no, no, no. I'm, we're not doing it. Uh, here's a good game. Utah versus BYU. 
21-ranked Utah versus a very solid unranked BYU team. I mean, BYU is a team that you never really want to play. They did lose Zach Wilson last year, obviously. I mean, second overall pick, so that's a pretty tough loss. But their pass game still seems to still be pretty darn sharp. So I think BYU is going to win this game. Uh, yeah, I mean, BYU, um, definitely a solid team. Um, they have, uh, but the thing is, they do have to place, uh, play against a solid quarterback in, uh, Charlie Brewer on the Utah, and he had a pretty good week one game. Uh, Utah's a solid team. I'm going to keep it with Utah just because they're solid quarterback play, and I just think they're going to have a good game. Yeah, um, so since BYU lost Zach Wilson, I, I've got to go with Utah. I think Utah is going to come out with the dub. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, uh, one more game before the two good games. I'm going to say, uh, USC versus Stanford. Stanford, a team, they lost their first game of the year. They're going against, they're going up against one of the best quarterbacks in the country in Keaton Slovis. I mean, USC is just a high-powered offense all around. But, I mean, USC does have some trouble on the defensive end. And if Stanford's offense can capitalize off that, I think this could be a single-digit game similar to the Notre Dame game. But I do also think that USC is going to win just because of Keaton Slovis. Yeah, like you said, UCLA is carried by their on the, on the offensive side of the ball. Um, they don't like have the most like impress they didn't have the most impressive rushing performance week one uh their leading carrier 15 i think it was like 15 carries 86 yards something like that um and but their solid like passing game uh and i just don't think Stanford's is that good but if usc does truly struggle on the defensive side of the ball it could be a tough game for them i just think they're gonna handle take care of business teague yeah, I agree with everything you guys said. I think it's completely truthful, but I, I've got to go with the USC. I think they're going to take this dub. Yeah. Um, all right, so now we're going right, to now let's... Ohio State versus Oregon. Um, however much I would like to pick Oregon, I think this is going to be Ohio State by more than 20. I think this could be a blowout. Yeah, Oregon has a very good defense. I'm going to pick Ohio State by 17 points. I mean, Oregon does have a good defense. They did. Both teams struggled last week against teams that are not close to as good as them. Ohio State struggled with Minnesota. Oregon struggled with Fresno State. But Oregon's offense, just their their quarterback, 15 for 24, 172 yards against Fresno State. Not much running game, only 74 yards for the leading rusher. I mean, just not much. And C.J. Stroud, or whatever, however you pronounce it, I mean, Ohio State, their second half, they completely dominated Minnesota. It was just really a slow first half. Yeah, um, I like as much as I hate to say it, as much as I want Oregon to win this game, um, and like lately I've been sort of hopping on the Oregon bandwagon. I used to not like them, but I sort of am starting to like them a little bit. They have good colors. Um. <laughs> yeah, um, I I have to agree with you on this one. I mean, C.J. Stroud, Chris Olave, I think like Chris Olave, uh, only had four receptions last week, um, but he also went for 117 yards, two touchdowns. Like, 
I just don't think there's a way Oregon's going to hold Ohio State to small yardage gains. I think Ohio State's going to have a couple touchdowns. They're just chucking it deep, and Chris Olave's winning the one-on-one. Uh, so for that reason, I think Buckeyes are winning this game by 17. Or, sorry, 21. Uh, T? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to say for the third time, as much as I'd like OSU to lose, I've got to go with them. Like, I think, well, but – like, you guys said that um, Oregon was going to lose by, like, over 20 and 17, I think Marco yeah. said. I think they could keep this game close, and OSU could, like, at the end go up by 10, I think. So, I have OSU winning this by 10. Yeah, that, that's a pretty right. good prediction. Uh, that That's reasonable. All right, finally, the last game. I believe this is game day. The rivalry, um, cross-state rivals. Uh, Spencer Petros in the Iowa offense against uh, Brock Purdy in the Iowa State office, offense. I think you mean the Iowa defense. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Iowa's defense is what yeah. – no, no, Iowa's defense is what is winning them this game. Yeah. I think Iowa State's a very solid team, but Iowa has won the last, like, five or six meetings of these two teams. I think they're going to keep that streak going. I don't think Iowa State's winning this game. I think Riley Moss in the Iowa – Iowa defense is just too much for Iowa State. Even though Iowa State, too, has a very solid defense, uh, I just don't think that it's enough to, like, I just don't think Iowa State's going to be able to score enough on that, like, lockdown Iowa D um, that they're going to be able to do anything. So, for that reason, I'm taking Iowa Iowa by 10 in this one. Okay, uh, I didn't actually predict it because Cal cut me off. Uh, okay, so two very good running backs. I mean, Tyler Goodson, I said he's my breakout player against Brees Hall. Many people thought he would be the best running back at college football this year. I'm taking Iowa State by around 10 points. I mean, they have a very good quarterback, the best coach in college football, in my opinion, a very good running back, and a solid wide receiver core. And however much their defense is not great. I mean, Iowa's offense did not play that game well against Indiana, even though they scored 31 points. Like, 14 of them were were on defense, and then they had a short field also for most of their drives. So I think Iowa State's going to win this game pretty comfortably. Teague, you got a tiebreaker on this one? Um, Yeah, well, I'm going to have to go with Iowa State. I, I really just don't trust Iowa to come out with this dub. Yeah, very, very good insight. All right, insight. that's all that needs to be said. Very good insight. <laughs> all right, Um, next we got um fantasy football. So uh, – to start it off, um, let's talk about Thursday night's game. Uh, Dallas had a very good game fantasy wise, um, although they, they didn't come out dub lost by two points. A uh, very good game actually. Um, what did happen was very good for me personally. Uh, Amari Cooper popped off two touchdowns, uh, thirty two fantasy points, and then also Dak Prescott had like twenty seven fantasy points. Just like an all around great fantasy game for them. Uh, just, I don't know. I don't know what else to yeah. say about that game. Okay, uh, n- not- yeah, and I think uh, I think one thing to note about that game is that even though Zeke only got about five points in half PPR leagues, and I think he got around seven in full PPR leagues, it was more of a promising game for him because he only got, I think, around 11 touches, yeah. I think. They were in the but ball But with Jack sure. playing really well, and their whole offense playing well. I think their wide receivers are super good. It's going to lead to a lot of close-up um, red zone attempts for Zeke, and I think he could be a top-scoring um, TD 
runner this year uh, in fantasy. Yeah, uh, not talking about fantasy. They know more about fantasy than me. Uh, that was just an all-around great game. If you got to see it, I went to bed early because of school. But uh, you guys don't care about that. But uh, uh, Tom Brady and Dak Prescott both played very, very good games. Like, high-powered offense, all passes. Like, that was just a very exciting NFL opener to see. And fun fact, um, I'm in two leagues, and I have Tom Brady in one and Dak in the other. So that was pretty fun last night for oh, me. Oh, no way. That's insane. <laughs> Teague's doing well. Um, oh, also, C.D. Lamb played really well last night. So, I mean, just wide receivers for Dallas going crazy. Um, I thought for C.D., the only thing is that if he can get more consistent with catching um, the ball more, he had, I think, <laughs> two or three drops. Said catching the ball more. Um, <laughs> He he had like two or three drops. One of them was actually, I think, like a 15, 20 yard completion. That would have got him up to twenty five plus points. Just that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. We're gonna wait. Uh, I just wanna, Marco. Do you mind if I say, ask yeah, a few questions uh, to Teague? Yeah, you can. All right. Um, Teague, I just wanna know, in your opinion, what are the top, like top of not best fantasy players right now like i want you to factor in like draft pick wise and stuff what is the top fantasy player in your opinion right now now in my opinion this could be very wrong but right now i might have to go with austin eckler because right now he's just he has so much um receiving upside and he was going like i think I don't know when he went in drafts. He went pretty, I think he went early second round to late first round. And it's just, you get so much value with that pick because Justin Herbert and him, Justin Herbert seems to really like him. So I think his receiving upside just brings him way up in the charts. Yeah, I actually, I, I wasn't even thinking about that. That is so true. And I actually think um in most leagues, he's going third, fourth round. No. Really? Yeah, no. Uh, in our league, he, I going, swear he went third round. At latest third round. That's the latest he's going. Yeah, latest oh, third yeah. round. But okay. it's just, there's so much right, value. Right now, uh, we're each going to say a fantasy football sleeper for this week. Um, Here's my sleeper. Uh, I might be a little biased because I haven't on my team, but I think uh, Damian Harris could be a sleeper. People are saying, like, Patriots have too many uh running backs as they have, like, four, obviously – him, James White, they did lose Sony Michelle and a couple of rookies. I forgot their names. But, I mean, this is a team where, like, the Dolphins, they don't have the best D-line. And Damon Harris is their main running back because James White's pretty much a receiver. So, he's their main running back. I think they're going to run the ball a lot. He's going to have a lot of red zone touches. I think he's going to get over 15 fantasy points and half PPR. And I'm not sure about full PPR. For um, me, I think this, I don't know if it counts as a sleeper, but I'm gonna go with Najee Harris just because there's a lot of um, you know thoughts that maybe he could just be bad and be drafted way too early because he was going pretty early. I think he was going second or third round in most drafts, and for him, I mean, you saw what Pittsburgh did with James Conner. He was a top um, running back for fantasy, I think, for the past two years. And so I think Najee Harris coming in has a lot of receiving upside with Big Ben. I think that he'll do perfectly fine. And maybe over 16 points. And 16 points and half or full PPR? I'm going to go full PPR. 
All right. Um, for me, I'm gonna go with uh, Cincinnati's Joe Mixon. Uh, I'm pretty sure everyone's heard of this dude. Um, but like he got injured last year. Um, he's sleep. People are sleeping on him a little bit. Um, but the reason I'm calling him um my sleeper right now is because. Um, people don't remember that before he got hurt, he was the NFL's like he was leading the NFL in touches, which is extremely important in fantasy because more touches you get, more yards, more yards, more points. Um, so leading in the NFL in touches is actually a huge thing. Uh, so for that reason, I think Joe Mixon might get twenty plus touches this game, and maybe go for I don't know eighteen to twenty points. Uh. Um, I, I actually have another sleeper. I know I was supposed to pick one, but I think you've probably seen this trending around um, a bunch of different fantasy sites, maybe TikTok, maybe Instagram. Um, Marquez Callaway on the Saints, I think he could have a big game. So I know Jameis Winston is not the best quarterback in the league, but he's good enough that Marquez Callaway, I think, will get at least five targets at least i think it could go all the way up to like 12 targets so if he secures those catches and gets some yards i think he could have a good week maybe 15 plus points i'd say in a full ppr league uh yeah definitely. all right i like the pick i like the pick oh uh, um, um lastly we're gonna just do uh like the big games for nfl not like any of the eagles falcons type of games because no one cares about those yeah like the big games uh first so marco you can uh count us off yeah uh, so first we're doing dolphins patriots just because me and teague are patriots fans uh i'm picking the patriots in this one mac jones starting like they're gonna run the ball well and patriots are also gonna pass the ball well I think they're just going to have a good offensive performance. And I'm not sure if Tua is really ready to face that good a defense like the Patriots, who was already a pretty solid defense last year, not great, and they've only gotten better over the offseason. So. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Marco. I think Mac Jones looks really promising. While he could be just you know getting used to the NFL this game, I think we're going to come away with this dub. Patriots fans just bandwagoning on uh, Mac Jones. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, I think I too think Mac Jones is gonna be a very, very solid quarterback. Fun fact: his jersey's like the number two selling in the NFL right now. Um, it's over Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. Yeah, it's so weird. Um, hmm. honestly, I kind of think that the Dolphins are gonna win this game. Why? I know you guys are going to, like, get on me for this, but, like, I forget his name. But, uh, well, first of all, they have two attacks by low at quarterback. Honestly, I think that's a more, better quarterback than Mac Jones, agree with me or not. And they have that what's, – what's their running back's name? Jalen Waddle. Well, oh, Miles Gaskin. Miles Gaskin. And Miles Gaskin's probably going to be a pretty solid running back this year. Um, I just honestly think that um, Dolphins are probably a better team than the Patriots and – they're gonna come away with this one. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, we have three more games. Uh, our right, first one is gonna be uh Steelers Bills big AFC matchup. Bills favored by seven points, which is quite surprising. I mean, Steelers they're pretty good at starting seasons. We know that because of last year. Um, I mean, I think that the Bills are gonna win this game, but I think it's gonna be a lot closer than people think. Even a game-winning field goal might separate it. Like. Pittsburgh, very, very good defense. Their offense is pretty solid, and they just got a new running back, which is really the one piece of their 
one piece of their offense that was missing last year. So I think this this will be a very high-scoring game, but I think Josh Allen and the Bills will win this off of their passing game. Yeah, um, and I agree with you about the Bills. I just think Josh Allen is – he did way too well last year to take the Steelers over them. And with Stephon Diggs being one of the best route runners in the NFL right now and then Cole Beasley just being the like definition of veteran consistency, I think they're going to come with come away with this dub by at least 10. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Pittsburgh has the new addition of Najee Harris. They have Big Ben. That's a pretty solid uh, – like pretty solid relationship. They also have Juju Chase returning, um, but still, I'm gonna have to go with Buffalo with Josh Allen, one of the top two, three quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Um, Stephon Diggs, he said he was arguably the best running r- route runner in the NFL. I would say he is the best route runner in the NFL. Um, and I just think that, um, and like you said, Cole Beasley, the definition of veteran consistency, like. That dude just – he finds a way to get his yards every game. Um, solid target for Josh Allen. Uh, I think the Bills are going to win this game by – I think it's actually going to be close. I think the Bills are going to win by three. Oh. And a prediction for this year is I think Bills are making the Super Bowl. Uh, bold prediction right there. Uh, okay, next game, a lot less interesting, I guess. But it's a pretty big game. It's going to tell us a lot about the season. Uh, Packers versus Saints – uh, Jameis Winston versus Aaron Rodgers, pretty big gap in a quarterback matchup. Uh, Rodgers has, to be honest, a better team than he had last year. I mean, besides some offensive line leaving, they improved on defense. So, I mean, I think Packers are going to win this game by double digits. Uh, I mean, Saints have a lot of injuries. Um, yeah, I don't think Jameis Winston is going to have a very good uh, re-entry into the NFL or restarting. I don't know. Um, so I do agree with that. Um, I, I think the Packers are going to come away with this win. I think, um, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams connection is just way too strong for them to lose this game. And also on the Saints side of the ball, Alvin Kamara's production is going to go way down. I think last year, you can see it in fantasy points. Um, Once Drew Brees stopped playing, his receiving went way down. And he got a lot of touchdowns and yards from receiving. So I think they're going to have trouble um, getting some of those third down, maybe second down screen passes, any type of pass to Alvin Kamara that they would usually do to get those yards. Yeah, I, I um think that's very wise. Um. You can obviously from, yeah, like Teague said, from fantasy points, but all just also just from Alvin Kamara's, like, stats and stuff. Like, he was one of the best receiving backs, if not the best receiving back in the NFL until Drew Brees left. And once that happened, he sort of dropped off, like, like probably 10 spots in receiving backs um, and just became a much less consistent, like, target. And especially with Jameis Winston in the backfield, that's just going to be a completely different style of offense because he'll be running around running from tackles because he can't make up his mind as fast as Drew Brees. And then, like, you have arguably the best quarterback in the NFL on Green Bay's side, argue, like, one of the better wide receivers in the NFL in Devontae Adams. You have Aaron Jones in the backfield. 
I think that's just too much for the New Orleans defense. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, all right, last game, the biggest game, uh, Cleveland Browns versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes versus Baker Mayfield. Uh, I think, um, well, a big injury, Tyron Matthew will not be playing, so that's going to make it a lot easier for the Browns offense. Um, I think Browns are going to win this game due to just how much offense they have. They have one of the best running duo, running back duos in the NFL and one of the best run games in the NFL. They have a great O-line, great targets. Odell is questionable, but, I mean, they're probably getting him back by week two. Um, I mean, Baker Mayfield has another year under him. I think that they're going to put up 30-plus points, the Browns, and I don't think Patrick Mahomes will be enough. And I think the big difference in this game is Tyron Matthews' injury, just making it that much easier to pass the ball and run the ball. Now, um, while I totally respect that opinion, Marco, I just I think that's wrong. Um, you've seen the Chiefs make the play make the Super Bowl twice already, and I don't think that um, Tyron Matthew being injured this game against the Browns, which they are good this year, but I just think Tyron Matthew being injured this year. Not this year, this game. I don't think that's going to make a big enough difference that the Chiefs' offense won't be able to take the dub for the Chiefs. Yeah, Um. so uh, in part, I agree with both of you, but <laughs> that was hilarious, Deke said. Um, I respect your opinion, but that was trash. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I respect it. Um, I think that... I honestly do think that the Kansas City Chiefs are a better team, um, just skill-wise. Um, but the Browns do have Miles Garrett on defensive side of the ball. They have OBJ if he plays. They have Baker Mayfield. They have Nick Chubb. Very solid players all around. I don't think it's going to be enough for them to win, but I do think they're a top-four seed in the um, – in their uh, in the playoffs this year, so yeah, I, I really do think it could be a close game, but I think Andy Reid is just too good of a coach to lose just because Tyron Matthew is out of the game. Okay, yeah. Oh, uh, that is. Wait, Marco, can we do one more game? What game? There's not like any other. I want to do um Colts versus Seahawks. Uh, okay. Uh, I think that the uh, Seahawks are going to win this game. Russell Wilson always starts out a season very, very well. After, like, six weeks, it's always like, oh, Russell Wilson's going to win the MVP, and then he just falls off a cliff. But this Indianapolis Colts defense is very good. They also have a very good offensive line and a good running back, so their run game is going to be good. But, I mean, I don't think Carson Wentz is going to be that good. And also, they have a lot of good defensive players out, and their best offensive lineman, Quentin Nelson, is questionable. So they have lots of injuries that could impact this game. Yeah, um, I'm also going to go with the Seahawks. I think that um, Russ is just – he always starts the – like Marco said, he always starts the year off, like, really, really promising, and everybody thinks he's going to win the MVP. But I just think with Chris Carson being fully healthy, and then they also have their air game with – Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, or I mean, it should be the other way around, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, I think that they're going to come away with this dub by maybe 14-plus points. Um, I, 
respect both of your opinions, but I both I think you're both wrong. <laughs> um, I think the Colts are gonna win this game, not by much, probably three to seven points. Um, but the Colts defense was one of the best in the NFL last year. Um, and I just think in although T. Y. Hilton is injured for the Colts offense, um, I think if they are able to shut uh D. K. Metcalf down. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, which they're very able of doing. Uh, I think that they can put up enough. But they do have Paris Campbell on the offensive side of the ball. And if I think if they can get a touchdown or two, I think they might be able to shut them down and low-scoring victory. Uh, yeah, uh, that could Is that it for today? They just got to watch out for Jamal Adams. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jamal Adams is so scary. <laughs> uh... All right, is that all you guys uh, have? Oh yeah, um, that is it for today. I have a quick uh, question for okay. fantasy. Um, top wide receiver, who do you think is gonna finish as the top scoring D-hop. wide receiver in a half PPR D-hop. league? D Hop. D Hop, really? Do you have any reasoning for that, Cat? Um, yeah. no. Thing is, I don't. Uh, the reason I don't agree with that is because. Although he gets a lot of receptions, which would carry him in a full PPR league, Cal, in a half no, PPR league, all those receptions aren't adding as up to as much. He's yes, a big, he does. He's, he's a top. deep threat. He's not. Stefan Diggs is more. That doesn't. No, but that doesn't mean he doesn't get a lot of receptions. Yeah, he does. That doesn't change the. Who do you think it's going to be then? I think that it's going to be. DK Metcalf. Oh my god. DK Metcalf. <laughs> what the f- yeah. is that? I'm all right. Hear me out. Tyreek Hill okay, in a half yeah. PPR yeah, league. Tyreek Hill. He drops so many yards. His his deep bomb touchdown in one play, like upside for him, it's so high. Like he could have five points and then go all the way up to like I don't know. 13 or 14 by just him getting a huge bomb streak pass that he just burns the corner on. Yeah, I, I, I think... Yeah, I, I mean, that's very... Cal, deep, but and okay, then yeah. that just makes no, for... No, 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 Okay, just listen to me for a second. I think this is a very boomer bust type of pick for me. Um, But thing is, DK Metcalf is one of the most physical receivers in the NFL, and you can't argue with that. He's like D-Hop in, Like he, If he goes up one-on-one... He's D-Hop Marco. The thing is, he's getting more receptions than D-Hop. And that doesn't matter doesn't in a half PPR league. No, but he has more chances to go up for the ball. That's just false. I mean, we might need to edit this part out. We're just arguing. When you have point. Tyler Lockett on your team, and D-Hop has like not that many good receivers besides A.J. Green, who's not good. Okay, Marco. Well, uh, tell us what you guys think um, for that uh, debate. Uh, but that's all we got for today. Bye. Uh, everybody say bye. Goodbye. See ya. All right. See you later, guys. See ya. Um, have a nice weekend in football. Yep.